So we're gonna go on to radial nerves. And I'm just gonna talk about in terms of radial nerves, like radial nerves are in a way, some of the easiest things to, to work with, or one of the easiest ones to work with, because it affects the wrist. And the wrist extensors and the finger extensors, right? The great thing about a radial nerve, it really doesn't affect the, the fine motor coordination and strength of the hand, unless you don't position the wrist in a certain extension. We get power in our fingers. When you make a fist, if you look at your fist, you naturally have a certain amount of extension, right? Having a certain amount of extension allows you to have better power grip, right? It's just the biomechanics of kinematics of how the hand and wrist help each other. Now, this is, you know, if something happens to someone's wrist, that's why they can't move their fingers as well, or they might lose a certain amount of strength that they have. So with the radial nerve, we have to know where the radial nerve comes from and comes down. Right? It actually comes down, hits the triceps first. So it hits pretty high. And then it wraps around the, hem the hemorrhal shaft, right? So let's say here is a hemorrhal shaft and it wraps around here. And then you have the brachioradialis. And it has some, uh, some other branches to the skin. Okay, we're not gonna talk about that. But it comes and innervates the brachioradialis right and then after that it's going to start going into the extensor carpi radialis brevis longus right am i doing that right yeah the supinator supinator is a huge one these two are like the biggest ones that i tend to look at and it goes down and i'm not going to go into all of them but then it goes to the edc right there's a bunch of other ones but really some of the biggest ones that i always look for when i see a radial a, when i see a humeral shaft fracture right i go and i check triceps if their tricep works i know that it's everything below and then i will check the wrist extensor and most of the time they won't have it so then you're gonna know exactly where the injury is. And it's not sometimes, I was talking to somebody, if you're getting it straight from the surgeon's office, sometimes you can, you just think, oh, like it is what it is, right? But in reality, we should always be checking. In reality, I get patients who don't come from, like directly from a surgeon's office, and I really do need to figure it out because you might get the script late, you might never get it, you might not get the op report in time, but I could look at someone and know, okay, it's a humeral shaft fracture. So that scar comes right down the arm. And we ask them about, scars really do tell you a lot from the injury. Now they come in, a lot of times people with our humeral shaft fractures, they're gonna come in, they're gonna lack a certain amount of movement. They're gonna have some tightness in their joints. And so you have to differentiate those type of injuries. Okay, is it a joint problem because he got stuck? Or is it because some of the they are not moving and that's why he's also stuck. So we had a guy who came in, hemorrhal shaft fracture. One of the first things I do is I check the triceps and I say, okay, is that intact? And they might not move fully for you, but what you're doing is you're feeling for some amount of, of muscle activity, right? Muscle grade zero, one, two, 
three, four, five, right? Muscle grade. And then usually after that, I'm looking for wrist extension as well. So if we put someone like, this is gravity eliminated, right? For wrist extension. So if I have someone laying, most of the time they're gonna come in and this position is the easiest position for them and you're gonna palpate and you're just gonna say, can they move? If they got nothing, then you would put them in a gravity eliminate and try and move it. If they don't have wrist extension, then they're not gonna have any of these other things below it either. So they're not gonna have supination. And what throws people off about the supination is that it's going to look like they have supination. And they're going to look like they have supination because the supinator is the strongest supinator muscle. Right? It's the strongest supinator. I'm sorry, what did I say? The supinator is the strongest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the biceps. The biceps is the strongest supinator. So you're gonna see them be able to do a certain amount of supination once you initiate them, right? That's how you're going to determine at what level it's impaired and how bad is it. Now, radial nerve injuries have the potential to fully recover depending on the type of injury. Now I've worked with, I had a guy who he was hit in a hit and run the car hit him and projected him into a concrete pole. He sustained a ton of injuries and one of his injuries was a hearing shaft fracture. And he was unconscious and in a coma for several months. So of course they fixed it, but they couldn't really do anything. They, he was in a coma. So when he came out after that surgery and they tried to get him moving, once he woke up, that's when they realized, oh, something happened to his wrist because he just had no wrist extension and no finger extension. So his, he could probably use his hands like this, right? So once they started moving his arm, so already we know, okay, so here, majority of the time, it's either a traction injury or it's a compression injury, right? A compression injury because maybe he swelled up too much, right, at the injury. And that would happen essentially right at the moment that it happened. Or it could be a traction injury, which because of where the fracture is and that nerve is wrapped around, even as careful as it could be, there's going to be a certain amount of traction injury pulling while they fix it or while they're getting ready to fix him. Hey therapy friends, it's Huang here. Thanks again for watching my video. And if you like videos like this that can help you just crush it in the hand therapy world as an occupational therapist, then hit the subscribe button and enjoy the video. Thanks again for watching. Hey, thanks for listening. If you are brand new to the hand therapy world, head over to my website, www.handtherapysecrets.com, where you can get started with some of our free guides and paid programs for both OTs and PTs diving into the world of hand therapy. Or if you've been listening for a while, watching on our YouTube channel, and you think you could benefit from developing and moving your career further along in hand therapy, reach out to me and my team at info at and tell us exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if you know someone who could benefit from today's show, please share. Thanks. See you on the next episode.